0: so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for being the gentleman that you are, that you're not just going to show up unannounced, but that you're warning us ahead of time, that your time is near, and teaching us how to be ready. We thank you that that is your heart's desire, that none of us should perish, that you want us to be ready and give you all the praise and the glory Amen. He is amazing. He really is. When he says something in his word, he means it. It is not okay with him that one of us perish. And you know, um, I just want to remind you of that word that he gave me he said, I woke up to the audible voice of him standing there, and I'm not going to go over the whole big to-do, but it was a big to, uh, to-do, and he said, the hour of Jesus has come, and then the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? And he said, a time of testing is at hand, and then two days later, and I, I started getting really depressed because I knew that I was not doing all of his commands. So two days later, he said, a great hour of testing is at hand. The first time it was an hour of testing. This time it was a great hour of testing is at hand. I'm frustrated, obey me. And again, it was audible and it was scary. And I felt like he said, you know, that it was a warning. He said, it's not, don't get all depressed about it. I'm warning you, I'm coming. And when he tells you he's coming, it seems like it could be tomorrow. And I'm not saying it's not, I don't know. Um, but he has taught me so many things about people not being ready. And um, I know, I just want to mention too, when he speaks audibly, he is stern. Every time he's spoken to me audibly, I believe he was frustrated. And I've had more than one correction, and this correction is for all of us. Um, This morning when. He woke me up. Well, first, I want to read to you Matthew 7 21 through 23. And I know that we all know it, but we have to keep looking at it because this is a warning. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And so you can call him Lord. That doesn't matter. That's not what's going to get you into heaven. But if you do the Father's commands, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, driven out demons in your name, and did many mighty works in your name? And I'll say to him, him openly and publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. And so what he's saying is, you ignored me. When you disregard his command, he's saying, you ignored me. His, his word is his command to you. The personal word he speaks to you is a command, and we are to be led by the Spirit, not the lust of our flesh. So anyway, what happened to me this morning is um, he woke me up, and he always does. We have we have a time every morning that we get together, and he was prompting me to get up, and I just laid there. I was, I was just so tired, and I just when I do that, I can't believe in yes, I've done it before, and. Um, I don't really like to admit it, but part of my job is to be transparent with you. So I laid there. I didn't move. And he started talking to me about me and and my message today. And the thing that um, we don't understand is that we disregard his command. We ignore him all the time. And I was ignoring him. And that's what he was saying to me. You're ignoring me. And he's saying that anytime we ignore him, we're ignoring him and we're disregarding his command. And then on that day, we're going to be going, Lord, and he's going to say, you ignored me. Now, you know, one time I I ignored him more than once doing this, but I can repent and get it right now. And that's the thing he wants us to know. We got to repent and get it right right now before he gets here not making it a practice of our life to ignore him because then he's going to say you ignored me you weren't listening you didn't care right if we if we ignore him we don't care and so um you know uh later he was saying to me after I typed this all out he said did you know what I wanted Why I was waking you up He said, I wanted to tell you something. He said, besides that, I thought we had an appointed time every morning. That made me feel really bad. And, you know, the other thing that he shows me is the reason people ignore him. That prompting is because they don't really realize that God is a person. Yeah, he's God, but he's a person and he has emotions. His feelings get hurt. You know, Jesus said that if we ignore him, he's going to ignore us. If we're ashamed of him. He's going to be ashamed of us. That's exactly what he said. And we're ignoring him when we just put him off and don't do what he tells us to do. The other thing that God wanted me to talk about today is something I witness so often. You know, when when I share with people that I am getting ready for heaven and I am working to do everything he tells me to do, because if I don't, I'm disregarding his command. And do you know what people say to me? They say, Yeah, but the blood. So in other words, they're saying, Yeah, Jesus shed his blood so I can sin. I don't have to be perfect. And really what they're doing is taking Jesus for granted. Yes, he shed his blood for you, so you don't have to sin anymore. You're set free from sin. You're you're set free. From distress, sin causes distress. Um, you know, Romans 8, I want to read to you some of it. It says, um, Romans eight thirteen. For if you live according to the dictates of your flesh, you will surely die. But if you through the power of the Holy Spirit, you are habitually putting to death. Make it extinct and dreading the evil deeds prompted by the body, <clears throat> excuse me, you shall really and genuinely live forever for all who are lit by the spirit of God are the sons of God. I think I might not have read that just right, so I'm going to read it again. Um, actually, I'm going to start in verse twelve, so then brethren, we are debtors not only to the not to the fat flesh, we are not we are not obligated to our carnal nature, to live a life ruled by the standards set by the dictates dictates of the flesh. For if we live according to dictates of the flesh, you will surely die. But if but if through the power of the Holy Spirit you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening the evil deeds prompted by the body, you shall really and genuinely live forever. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And you know, there's there's no um, there's no sin in heaven. That that's why Jesus is coming to get rid of the evil. And when God asks you to do things, um, he's just he's just really you know like pointing that out to me today. We are in a time of testing, as well. But pointing that out to me, you know, he he's telling me you're not right. You can't be doing that because then on that day. And isn't that disrespect? I mean, the God of the universe is talking to me and I just lay there and I hurt his feelings. And so, you know, whatever sin that we live habitually in, we're not being led by the spirit of God. And so it's not okay. Jesus, again, he shed his blood for you so that you don't have to sin anymore. Now you have his power in you to resist sin. The enemy is going to come and try to get you to sin. Your flesh is naturally going to want to sin, but you don't give your flesh what it wants. You don't. You give your flesh what's good for you. Just like if you're going to eat healthy, you give your body healthy food. And then that is what your body is going to crave. If you give your body the word of God, if you give your spirit, if you put the word of God in your heart, that's what you're going to want. You're going to want more. You're going to get addicted to that. And Proverbs 4.20, I want to read to you, My son, attend to my words, consent, submit to my sayings, let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart for their life to those who find them, and health and healing to all your flesh. So, you know, the other thing about um, having an addiction, um, I, I like to tell the story of uh, when an, another time where I had actually, and you know, I guess sleep could be a God before God. Anything that God tells you to, not to do is really a God before God. But I wanted to bring up um, when I had an addiction to food and he was asking me, he was showing me that I was using the food to feel better And I was in the middle of eating an ice cream cone, and I heard him tell me to put it down. Instead of doing that, I quick ate it. And he showed me that, he showed me I had a vision. I was standing in the lake fire, and I had a sign and said, this is my God, and I had an ice cream cone in my hand. And we don't understand the seriousness of our sin, and that really woke me up. So, you know, if you're eating a piece of cake and God asked you to put it down, you know, you got that icky feeling like you shouldn't be eating it. Um, What he's trying to do is show you that it's your God. Anything he asks you to do and it's hard to do, it's hard on your flesh, then um, it's your God. But on the other hand, when he tells you to do it, he's going to empower you to do it. I said, God, I need another chance, please. And I've done enough fasting and enough um, getting rid of that food God and other gods in my life that I know that when he tells me to put it down, he's going to empower me to do that. And he has. And so it's really not that hard. And you just got to keep your focus on him and get filled up with the word of God. You know, people um, have so many addictions and they think it's okay. And that's what they say. Well, the blood. And but while you're here on the earth, God is growing you up. He's getting you ready to live with Him. And anything that you have here going on, you're not going to be bringing it there. Besides that, He needs you to get cleaned up here to be a witness for Him. I just feel Him prompting me to tell you about. Um, I I do evangelizing. Evangelizing now. And I ran into a man and he was so excited to hear about Jesus. But then he said, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm gay. And, you know, I can help him with that. And um, he didn't really give me a chance because he had a phone call. But I can help you with that if that's what's going on with you. And, you know, in the middle of that conversation, his heart convicted him. And that's how you know it's wrong. God makes himself known to you. And, you know, if you sin, if you just, if I would just keep on eating those ice cream cones and hadn't asked God to correct me, I ask him to correct me because I don't want a crisis. You know, hell is a crisis. And and so he will correct you and he will empower you and he will give you that feeling and you know that it's wrong. But if you just ignore him, keep ignoring him pretty soon, it'll feel okay. This man obviously knew what he was doing was wrong. And so God, you know, he's telling us ahead of time. He's convicting your heart ahead of time, not to make you feel bad about yourself, but to let you know that it's wrong. And if we want to live with him, then we have to be in agreement with him. We have to conform to him. And right here on the earth, you know, you can make your own rules. You can live separated from God but know that if you do that you will have separated from him also when you leave here I've had so many people tell me that oh it's okay I can go to hell I can handle it and I want to tell you that that hell is not what you want to do and before you make that decision in fact you should start reading the word of God and find out if that really is the way you want to spend your eternity wishing that you would have bowed down to Jesus instead. Because in hell is all the evil you can think of. There's not going to be anything good there. No one to love you or talk nice to you. It's evil there. It's evil there. You're not going to like it. And you can also go on YouTube. A lot of people have told their stories. God's been gracious enough to bring people to hell and then bring them back. So they can tell you how bad it is. And again, the word of God, especially in the book of Revelation, you can find out what it's going to be like. And so when God does come, you have to decide where you're going to live. This earth right here is going to burn. You're not going to be able to live here anymore. We're going to be done here. And so you have to decide where you want to live. Are you going to live in heaven with Jesus? Or are you going to live in hell with the enemy? And if you let your flesh rule you, if you have gods before God, you can't live with him. Remember the rich man? He said, Jesus, what do I have to do, master, to have eternal life? And Jesus said, Well, you know the commands. He said, But I do them all. And then he said, Well, there's one thing you lack. And the Amplified Bible says, He loved him as he told him. He said, Sell all your stuff, give it to the poor, and then follow me, walk the walk I walk. And the man was so grieved. And he walked away. He gave up eternal life for his stuff. And Jesus knew that he had this God before him. You know, it doesn't have to be money, you know, I mean, just food. It can be money, anything that is before him, he's going to point it out to you. And so the man gave up eternal life for his stuff. And, you know, I was thinking he was probably coming to gloat like, hey, man, you know, hey, Jesus. I do all these commands and, you know, just kind of thinking that he was going to get congratulated. You know, he was going to be complimented, but he didn't know. And, you know, I I know why Jesus is having me tell you this now. So many people I talk to say, hey, I'm good. We're waiting. Don't need to talk about it. Pass me by. And um, they're not ready because they're thinking just like this rich man. When I stand before Jesus, it's going to be so proud of me. This one lady told me all the stuff she did for these children, and that's wonderful. But that's like um, Jesus said. They're going to say, Lord, Lord, and they disregarded his command, but we did this. You know, we did all this stuff, Jesus. He's, but yeah, you didn't, but you didn't do what I said. You didn't keep my commands so that you could live with me. You ignored me. You betrayed me. You know, you, you can't, you can't do one thing to make up for the other. Say it's your birthday and you know someone and you told them what you would like for your birthday and this someone you know loves you and you're so expecting it. And then your birthday comes and they got you totally something else that you really didn't even like. And and, you know, you just couldn't believe that they did that. It felt like they betrayed you. They ignored what you said. Even though they knew your heart and acted like they loved you, they ignored you. And that's how Jesus feels when we ignore him. He asked you to do his will, to be his witness, to be his disciple, and to love him first because he loves you first. He puts you first. When you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you care about what he cares about. And he cares about your neighbor. That's why that's the second command. And so he's asking us to care about each other. That's what heaven is. It's love. But if we just ignore him, like I did this morning, we're not loving him. And yes, I've repented. And I feel really bad. He wanted to tell me something. You know, he gets you up because he wants to hang out. He wants to hang out with you. And so yeah, I felt bad and I'm gonna get it right tomorrow morning. I'm gonna to get to bed earlier. It wasn't my fault. So I hope that I ministered to you today. I hope that you, you understand this. That, you know, he's a person, he has emotions, he's very sensitive, obviously. And um Revelation 320 says that when you ask Jesus, he's knocking at the door of your heart, and when you ask him to come in, if you will hear his voice, he will, and he's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you and he's going to prepare you for heaven. So say that prayer with me. Ask Jesus. Tell him you're, you're answering that knock at your heart and that you're going to hear his voice. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come live on the inside of us and empower us and teach us your way so that we can live with you for eternity. And we're just inviting you in right now. To come and live on the inside of us and help us to heed your voice. Thank you for getting us ready to be your bride. Getting us ready so on that day we can faithfully stand before you and know that you're not going to tell us to get away from you because we ignored you. Help us, Lord. Help us to see the truth. Help us not to be so prideful, to to not get on our knees and ask you. If there's anything that we're ignoring you in, correct us and teach us. We love you and praise you give you all the glory. You gotta ask him to correct you. Because if you don't want him to bother you, he won't. He's a gentleman. He's not going to bother you if you don't want him to. He's going to let you alone. But he, he's bothering you now through me, I hope. Conviction is good. He's letting you know. He's he's quickening that answer to you because it saddens him. It grieves him if you would go to hell. He doesn't want you to. And he knows that you don't get it. And that's why he's working so hard to show you. But when he comes, it'll be too late. And he said the hour of his return is at hand. And he's showing me we are in the 11th hour, the beginning of the 11th hour. And you know what happens in the 12th hour? And I don't know how long that is. I don't understand his time, but he has time. He's waiting for you. We're not waiting for him. The word says that he has postponed his return because we're not ready. Because it's not his will that one should perish. I see you so much. Thanks so much for listening today. If you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you read the word of God. He is his word. Read his word. Get on your knees. Worship him. Worship him. He's his word. He'll speak to you and he'll teach you. Don't, don't go a minute without it. You can have it plain. YouTube has everything on it you can imagine. You can have the Bible being read to you. You can read it yourself. Worship him. Because you know what? All this stuff you're attending to now, it won't matter when Jesus gets here. And you need time to get to know him. it it can't just happen overnight. I'm not saying it won't. You know, you don't even know. You might leave here before he gets here. So thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.